Hey guys, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. And before I get into this interview, this real deep dive with Neil Thakar, who is the creator of the Quantum Mind Stack, he's the man behind Filter Formulas. We have a great discussion, but I gotta apologize because the audio quality on my side really kind of took a hit after about 10 minutes into this interview. My audio quality is substandard. However, I resisted the temptation to do all of the talking in this interview, and Neil has some really great stuff to share, so I hope that you can bear through the the mediocre audio quality of my side of the recording in a lot of this podcast. It is because I was using this microphone, and this microphone, it has served me loyally for a long time, but I think I may have uh, dropped it in the Amazon River once or something like that, and it has reached the end of its microphone life. I have recently upgraded all my equipment so that I can deliver to you the best information with as pristine audiovisual quality as possible. Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and today I am going to be talking to a rather large man, Neil Thakar. Hey, Neil. How are you doing today, brother? Good, man. How are you doing? Fantastic. And Neil is a fellow traveler and aficionado of all things performance enhancement related. He is he has a history as a competitive bodybuilder. He has about 16 years in that arena in that uh, arena of steel and metal. He is also a competitive Muay Thai fighter. Along with being a high-performance coach, he is the CEO of Filtered Formulas, who offers Quantum Mind. Uh, among other things, he was a Division One collegiate soccer player, along with a NASM ACE certified personal trainer. He was also featured in a Men's Health magazine article about nootropics, and he looks more or less like one of the characters in the movie 300. How are you doing today? What an introduction, man. I, I, I have to say you probably win the title for best intro uh, ever. Um, so, so now that you've given that intro, I was doing well, and I'm doing even more well now. So uh, thank you so much for having me. I was pretty spot on too. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, what, did I get that correct? Is it 16 years that you've been doing bodybuilding? Do you know what I, I I would say working out and into fitness for about twenty. Um, I was only bodybuilding for about seven years. So, but uh, that's all right. Aha! How old are you? I'm twenty six, going on thirty six. Aha! Okay, and you, but you're not active currently doing bodybuilding. I recreational will body. I will recreationally bodybuild, but I do not do shows anymore. No. Aha. And what preempted that, that decision? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, it's actually a very simple answer. Um, there's certain extremities of that lifestyle, um, which I did not advocate for. Um, I think the, the assumption is the, the, the use of, of, of drugs really in that case. Um, and although that I was not totally fond of that, um, the other part of it was the, the extreme dieting that was necessary. Um, to the point where where health was sacrificed, um, 
it, it was I, I realized that uh, because I had other ventures in my life, my entrepreneurial ventures, um, you know, and, and other things that I want to do with my life, that bodybuilding was definitely not in alignment with with my long term goals. So, uh, you know, do I still lift to get a pump and you know feel feel good about myself and and change my body composition? Yeah, um, but I definitely don't primarily focus on it at all. No. Aha. Here in Bulgaria, just recently, one of my wife's girlfriends uh, was competing in a bodybuilding show that we went to, you know, because we want to be good friends. We want to be supportive. And we got a little bit of, uh, you know, inside gossip on the Bulgarian uh, female bodybuilding scene. And apparently it's just like a, a casting couch type of type of situation. Apparently it's it's not at a meritocratic of a, of a of a thing. Apparently it's it's just a situation where you uh, uh, if, if you want to get ahead, you want you need to sleep your way to the to the top. So it seems like it's uh, maybe not 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 really worth it unless you're uh, unless unless you get rich and unless that happens i don't i don't see much other justification for pursuing the bodybuilding thing uh competitively long term yeah no i mean so so i never want to uh you know use an individual example to represent the whole bodybuilding community although i'm sure that the political uh spectrum does apply to some context uh what degree i'm not sure some people think it's it's completely that way some people think it's somewhat that way um but yeah in terms of i would have to agree in terms of your your overall long-term health um you know and, and how it aligns with other goals it, it's it's a hard lifestyle to do that um you know and, and as far as it being a meritocracy i mean it's a, it's subjective in its nature as a sport you know, um, that's another thing that makes it a very tough sport to judge and a tough sport to compete in. It's it's like because it's such a subjective basis, um, it's it's really hard to know what you have to do to even win, right? And that's uh, that's another challenge a lot of competitors have. Mm-hmm. And what proportion of competitive bodybuilders, in your experience, do you think use nootropics? <laughs> great question. Great, great question. Um, you know something? I, I think that a large majority of them use pre-workout supplementation with some form of nootropic or cognitive enhancing uh, ingredient uh, embedded into the formulation. Um, but as far as actively seeking out that that, that specific cognitive benefit that nootropics provide i don't think there's a very focused effort no pun intended there focused effort on um using nootropics uh to to enhance performance not right now so i would say that probably almost all men who would be listening to this would be interested in putting on some muscle in getting a little bit bigger what what are you say what would you say are the the uh milestones or, or let's let's use a business phrase what what are like the key performance indicators that people should reach and uh you know you're a man i'm a man so that's kind of what we can speak to probably more authoritatively what are the milestones that you should try to reach in the gym in your fitness before you start using supplements 
or before you start getting aggressive using yeah. exercise workout supplements? <clears throat> totally. Yeah. It's a great question. It's a great question. Um, I want to say that I would like to apply the same logic towards building muscle, towards increasing strength, um, towards really any goal outside of the gym as well. I want to kind of use the same framework and say that you want to make sure you have the fundamentals down and that you've come to a close to a maximization point, maybe not fully the maximization point, but close to a maximization point without the use of exogenous compounds, whether it's a nootropic or whether it's a supplement, or if you really wanted to, if you were a competitor, even if it was to go the extracurriculars and use performance enhancing drugs, right? You would want to reach close to your natural max capacity that you can. What that is from person to person, it's hard to say obviously because it's based on so many different factors. Um, but one indicator is that if you've been going for two years, right, then there's a chance you're starting to approach that maximum capacity. Uh, and this is two years hard. And two years is kind of lowballing it too. Two years. Yeah, two, two, two years really hard. Once you've gone two years really hard of training, right, then you could consider using uh, an exogenous compound to, to help you. Um, that, that's, I know that, that's a little bit extreme, uh, but it's it's good to know where you're at. Is an exogenous compound any supplement, or would that be something like exogenous testosterone? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm talking more so about the latter. As far as any supplement is concerned, um, that's also a great question. It depends what the product is. At that point, it goes from an individual basis. Yeah. Okay, because I, when I settled here in... Bulgaria, I got quite a bit more serious about going to the gym. I was one of these digital nomad guys for quite a while that was wandering, vagabonding around different countries. And when I settled down here in this country and got married, I was like, okay, I need to start taking my fitness a whole lot more seriously. So I got a gym membership and I've been going pretty consistently for about a year now. I've been doing two, two to four gym sessions a week. And I have to admit that I dove right into supplementation because I am a pharmacological novelty junkie and I'm just I'm always interested in trying some new supplement and seeing how it affects my performance in a particular domain I think you're different because you're methodological about the way you approach these things right I was giving uh, basic rules of thumb uh, right on dude if, if you're if you're methodological and you're able to like very very singularly identify the effects and make sure that you write them down record them um, that's a completely different case that's a very very methodological responsible way to experiment and that, I'm totally cool with that I think that's fantastic I think everybody should do that actually okay so this would be something like writing down the dosage and whatever you took before a particular gym session and then writing then logging whatever your lifts logging how much time you spent on the bike etc yeah yeah absolutely yeah and and i think i think it's it's very important to identify what your very specific fitness goals are right and then why you would take a particular supplement for that fitness goal, 